Hey, thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai, where we celebrate the finished work of Jesus Christ. And the finished work of Jesus Christ is what Moses and the prophets and the writings were definitely pointing to. We've been looking this week at how Israel and her whole culture, everything the way God designed and set her up as a nation, was geared toward pointing to the work of the Messiah. The feasts of the Lord pointed to the work of the Messiah. The sacrificial system pointed to the work of the Messiah. The tabernacle and everything in it pointed toward the Messiah. Sabbath, Shabbat, pointed toward the Messiah. The priestly ministry pointed toward the Messiah. The pictures that we are seeing even in the book of Genesis pointing toward the Messiah from Abraham all the way to Joseph. So we're going to continue looking at how all of the law and the prophets and the writings were definitely prophesying, promising, and pointing toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph is a picture. Moses was a picture of Jesus, a deliverer who would come and bring deliverance through the miraculous power of God and lead the people of God into a covenant relationship with God, guide them on their wanderings, bring them to the promised land of God. You have these pictures. Aaron as the high priest was a picture of Jesus. You see, all these things, this is what Jesus said, these were all pointing to me. And every one of these things, God is saying to you, I love you and I am not going to live without you. I'm going to pursue you. I want a relationship with you. And I'm going to put all kinds of clues, all kinds of little hidden pictures here to let you know that no matter what happens, no matter how far you may think you have strayed from me, I am always coming to get you. Always. So you have these pictures. And then we have patterns that are given throughout the law, the Torah. First five books of the Bible, the patterns. We have patterns of blood that is applied for cleansing and for covering. We know that the writer of Hebrews tells us that the blood of bulls and goats could never take away sin. It was only a provision, grace provision, by God as a temporary thing until the final ultimate sacrifice in Jesus would come. But here's what you need to think of the blood like that was applied in all of these places in the tabernacle. Of It's almost like going into surgery. Everything into in a surgical room has to be what? Sterilized, sanitized, purified from any uncleanness. The blood was used that way. It was sort of a thing when God said, apply your, I'm, the whole tabernacle, everything is being sprinkled, it's being sterilized, it's being sanitized, it's being purified for use so that work can be done here. A picture, again, a pattern that we find there. Sacrifice and substitution. Something taking the place of someone. In this case, animals or fruits or wheat or wine taking the place of a human for a particular thing that that human had need for to come before God. You have a pattern of creation, 
fall and salvation in the law. God gives us that. He shows us there's, that, look, you're my people. You're going to fall away from me, but ultimately I'm going to redeem you and save you. Adam, I created you. You fell away. Then God provided skins for Adam. Now, you know, I, I was thinking about this this week and reading some stuff. And, you know, we just assume God killed something for those skins. Scripture doesn't say that, does it? Doesn't say it at all. We just assume that. All we know is that the scripture provided a covering for them. God did. God did. He didn't need to kill anything. He just make something for them and clothe them with it. But he did it. You've got this pattern there of covering for sin. Then you have a pattern of a kingdom and of priests. Look over, if you will, in Exodus 19. In Exodus 19, when Israel is at the bottom of Mount Sinai and God is making this covenant with them. In Exodus 19, beginning verse 3. And Moses went up to God and Adonai the Lord called to him from the mountain saying, Say this to the house of Jacob and tell the sons of Israel, You've seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now then, if you listen closely to my voice, keep my covenant, then you're going to be my own treasure from among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. So as for you, you will be a, to me a kingdom of what? Priests. And a, what kind of a nation? A holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the sons of Israel. A kingdom of priests. A holy nation. Again, here's a pattern. God is doing something for his people through a covenant relationship, making them a kingdom of priests and holy people. We come to the New Testament and the New Covenant. The result of Jesus making the New Covenant says that we are now a kingdom of what? Priests. And we are a holy nation to him. We are set apart. We are unique and set apart to him because of the covenant of the Messiah it is a picture pointing to us. And then if you go over to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and look there in that passage, this is another thing that God says about Israel. In Deuteronomy 4, verse 5. Moses is rehearsing Israel's history and their journey with God. And he says, See, just as the Lord my God commanded me, I have taught you statutes and ordinances to do in the land that you're about to enter to possess. You must keep and do them, for it is your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the peoples or the nations. He says, The eyes of the peoples, the nations, are going to be watching you and they are going to see, and it says also, they will hear of all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has gods so near to them? Says the Lord your God. As the Lord our God is whenever we call on him. 
What great nation is there that has statutes and ordinances that are righteous like all of this Torah that I'm setting before you today? What was Israel to be to the nations? A light. Isaiah tells us that as well. The prophets. She was to be a light. And the nations would recognize these people are different. They have a different relationship with their God because of the things that their God has taught them and given them. Look how they live. They are different than all the other nations. Different than all the other nations. God had a unique people. And again, this would all be a result not only of what he gave them, but the work of the Messiah would make you and I uniquely different. Well, Lord willing, we will be back with you on Monday. There will be no podcast tomorrow. I'll give you early Shabbat Shalom. And we will continue this message, Lord willing, uh, when we get back together on Monday next week. May the grace, peace, joy, love, and Jesus fill your heart to overflowing. Have a blessed, blessed day.